This is Sports Best, presented by Reposted on the Believe Podcast Network, where we believe in the best of sports. And that's why each and every week, we cut out the worst, and our intern, Kirk, only brings us the best to deliver to you. I'm Andrew Keller, and that is Larry Olson. How are you doing, Larry? I'm doing outstanding. Another episode of the Sports Best Podcast. I'd like to start this week. Thank you for bringing up our intern, Kirk. We're going to play a little game, hot or not. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. There's so much sports going on right now. Mm -hmm. I thought you could just simply tell me, I'm going to give you a sport, and you say hot or not. Ultimate Frisbee over the weekend, intern Kirk tore his groin. Oh, that's hot. Hot or not? That's hot. (laughs) That's hot. I like to think about Kirk light up, and uh, I need to mend him. He needs to be on the mend. So I I, I was saying he needed a man rub. You might be the guy to give it to him. Yep, yep, yep. Um... Uh, summertime, as you know, Andrew, it's August. Uh-huh. Typically speaking, they don't play hockey in the summertime, but we're in strange times. They're playing at the Scotiabank Arena, all the games up there in Toronto. Hockey during summertime, hot or not? Not. Hockey, not. Not. No, you need to watch it when it's cold outside. You need to, like the, the, the winter classic where they do it outside in January. That's the kind of stuff I want. I don't want, I don't want it to be 90 degrees outside when they're playing hockey. Come on. Okay, first, golf major of the year this week at san francisco the pga championship at harding park in lovely fog city california of course california very strict um rules there will be no fans for for the first time since abraham lincoln was president at a <laughs> I, I just made that up at a major golf championship the pga tour all the big guys are going to be there pga golf andrew keller hot or not that's hot san francisco it's hot because it's in san francisco harding park public course if you're a resident of San Francisco, you get a massive discount and you get to hear the police gun range while you're playing. Um, Uncle Kirk, by the way, wants to go see the, to the, the tournament, but nobody can go. But there's a lake. He wants to take a canoe onto the <laughs> lake with binoculars and watch the PGA Championship. I would like to add maybe buy a drone and fly the drone and see what happens. I don't think you're going to get very far with that drone. I you just, might not. I got to. Um, uh, last one for you. Hot or not? Automated referees, Andrew, for the first time ever, the U.S. Open, the major tennis tournament that takes place in New York every August, is going to have automated referees, and there will be automated line calls for uh, shots that are really close there on the line with tennis balls. Automated referees, hot or not? I think that's hot because we're embracing technology. The old grumpy man in me wants to say not hot because we need human (laughs) error. But at the end of the day, you want to get it right. I definitely thought the old grumpy man in you was going to win out, but uh, it didn't. All right, Andrew, um, one of my favorite things when I first met you that you loved to do was you were like a giant ghoster. We would go somewhere and you would disappear. I distinctly remember going to a concert, um, the Dust Bowl Revival, and we were there and all of a sudden you weren't there. You just like ghosted everybody. I have an inability to say no to more fun. So if I say goodbye to someone and someone's like, come on, I'm going to stick around. So I just have to leave. You have not ghosted in a while, just to be fair. But early on in our relationship, you did a lot of ghosting. Well, to be fair, uh, listeners might remember, you ghosted me when you invited me over for dinner. (laughs) I said, what's your address? You didn't respond. Okay, so why are we talking about ghosting? I love a good ghosting story. Giannis Cespedes, one of the Mets stars, by the way, on the first game of the short season this year, he hit the game-winning home run as the Mets beat the Braves. So he's not a chump. He's a good player for the Mets. He, his contract is based on um, hitting some targets. So if he doesn't play, he doesn't, he's not going to make a lot of money. Right. He hit the game ring home on the first game of the year. 
They didn't. They stepped, started to not play him. Then he literally just ghosted the Mets and did not show up over the weekend. He says it's because of COVID. Who knows? There's all sorts of speculation that the Tampa Bay's. But he literally ghosted the Mets and just didn't show up. That's a that's a strong power move. I think he's got <laughs> the last year of a hundred and ten million dollar contract. And I was looking at it and last year. He was supposed to get twenty nine million, and he had he did a settlement because he got injured. He's made about fifteen million, and this year's adjusted salary is six million. And now that he has ghosted the team, he is going to take home three hundred thirty one thousand dollars six hundred. I think he. I mean, that's just fu money, right? He's got I enough mean, to make. I, that's my, that's one of my biggest things about people opting out. I'm, I'm curious of like the financial implications of it. Rookies versus people towards the end of their career. I mean, you have to weigh the the cost of it. I think it's a funny story, but I think it's a it's a bush league move. Come on, dude, ghosting. I thought that you you just said it was a power move. I it is it was a power <laughs> move, but if he ghosted me, if he was supposed to now batting third, <laughs> it is crickets. I mean, I think maybe. Where's Jonas? Yeah, they went to his hotel room. He wasn't there. With all this I going on, there's there's, oh. there's already been 21 games postponed because of coronavirus, and all these teams are popping up. And it's like, I don't. What do you think's going to happen? You think they're going to finish strong? I know that there's been lots of reporting. I feel like what you're saying is is Jonas should have just stayed because the games are going to get canceled anyways, and he would have got paid, <laughs> so he should have just stayed. Yeah. I mean, the Marlins have been hit the hardest. They have 18 players that have confirmed two in the organization. But MLB is putting their head down, and they're going to power through. Friend of the show, longtime first time, uh, Ryan Keller, made a bold prediction that the Major League season would have been canceled last week. But Commissioner Rob Manford said, quote, no reason to quit. So the MLB season is going to power on. People could die. Yeah. So, I mean, I think like with games getting postponed, they're going to try to make them up with double headers. You probably remember this in 1981 during the strike, there were some teams that had uneven schedules to finish. Like some, some yep. had played 111 games, some as few as 103. And so if that ends up happening with this, like they're not able to make up the postponed games, they take winning percentage versus games won. So I think it's good to be safe. I'm happy that baseball is back. No one knows what the right decision is. Maybe a bubble. Uh, you know me. I love a bubble. I love a, I love a ghoster, and I love a bubble. Um, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if they do get the actual baseball season in. Um, and I think they've got it a little bit under control because I feel like some of the Marlins were out at places. They were, like, not right. like, they were like at restaurants and whatever, and they've said, like, hey, guys, got to not go to restaurants anymore. Got to keep it to the hotel room. But you imagine you're like a young 22-year-old stud who's worth millions of dollars, and they're like, you got to sit in your hotel room all weekend long. Do you think that it's important to the fabric of our community to have sports? Like, is a sense of normalcy important? Or, I mean, obviously they're doing this for the money because they have TV contracts and all that. But, like, is it important to have baseball finished? Well, I feel like I have not heard this opinion yet about baseball and athletes. I mean, of anybody who should, who's able to get coronavirus, it's a young 23-year-old man. The problem isn't that guy getting the coronavirus. It's him spreading the coronavirus. It's not him. So if these guys are making millions of dollars, they're probably not at risk of dying. I don't understand what the problem is with those guys playing sports. If they can stay contained. I think I heard an amazing analogy. It's like, if you're playing with glitter with six other friends, how many (laughs) people have glitter on them? if, If a player gets it and goes anywhere, he could give it to someone else. And so... Yes. I like people being safe. And I mean, the bubble makes sense, but I guess that's harder to do with baseball, like a full season, like the NBA is doing it towards the end. 
Okay, I want to play with glitter with you sometime, but that's another story. So we are currently under NFL training camp. I don't know if you knew that. They're, uh, all the 32 teams in the NFL right now are in training camp. Now, it's a little bit different this year. They canceled the preseason games. Yeah. They're doing like an adjustment period. So like normally you go to training camp, they start hitting each other with helmets, as you know, because you're a big-time Texas football player. Right. But they are like doing an acclimation. So they're physically all at camps right now, but they're sort of trying to do these experimental things to keep them safe because it would seem to be hard to not play football and get the coronavirus. Uh-huh. So, first of all, to put this in context, um, football games last roughly two and a half hours, three hours. But someone did a study of how much actual play there is in a football game. So, how much time do you think they're actually playing football during a three-hour football game? I guess that means between snaps? Yes. I would say half an hour? It's 13 minutes. Woo! It's 13 minutes. So, football seems stupid to play during the coronavirus right because that's just like well but there's actually really only 13 minutes of like entanglement during an actual football game so they're saying that they think they can theoretically minimize somehow the touch and all this in football to make this work so they're trying to be creative how they're going to get the football season done okay how are they going to do it what are they going to do well this is uh i thought super interesting first of all the um carolina panthers are going to give each person a suite at their stadium where the players can change so you have your own suite so that you're, once again, staying very socially distant and not taking in someone's air. So each person get, each player gets a suite. Like in lieu of a locker room? In lieu of a, in lieu of a locker room. I like that. That's awesome. That's a great, you know, like, hey, I'll take the suite. Um, this is the one that I just think is fascinating because you did some time in Colorado. The Denver Broncos are having their players walk through um, an antibacterial mist. Yes. They, that's going to kill the microbes. Do they have strobe lights and smoke like they're coming through the tunnel? <laughs> Essentially, it does seem like they're coming for the big rundown through the tunnel, but it's a disinfecting mist. Yeah. When I played football yes. uh, in high Good school, old days. Yes. we had a thing that we were – we I don't know how this started, but you were only allowed to do it once a year, and you could make a rain turtle. And the offensive lineman had to go outside and take a cleat, and you would draw a turtle, and we would do a rain dance, and practice would get canceled. But you were only allowed to do it once a year, and my three years – in high school varsity it worked every time so maybe walking through this tunnel will eradicate coronavirus within the nfl shield okay so i listen i'm hoping once a year <laughs> that the rain dance worked but um wouldn't you think if this antibacterial mist worked that we'd all be running through an antibacterial mist at this point yeah i just wanted to tell a high school football story <laughs> okay <laughs> so we talked about the the baseball salaries, and I, I was curious about how this was going to work out. And the NFL players, like, have been opting out of this. There's been a bunch so far. I think there's been about 50 players opt out. But So if you opt out voluntarily for the 2020 season, you'll receive $150,000 pay this year that will be deducted against next season. It's basically an advance. If you opt out because you're high risk, you can get $350,000. So these guys aren't going broke, and that's not what the story is about. But I think it's interesting the pay, how the pay structure is all going to work out. You know, and so I was listening. Um, interesting you brought this up because um, I think there's like 40 players so far, roughly 40 players that have opted yeah. to not play, and 23 of them are offensive or their linemen, offensive or defensive linemen, and that's where the most contact is. Those guys are saying like, "Hey, it's not worth it for me to go through this because I'm going to be banging heads." 
pretty much for the whole 13 minutes of the yeah. game that we're playing. So it's interesting. They're the most m- more prone to opt out. Yeah. And I guess with this snowball, maybe not snowball, with pe- more and more people opting out, the Players Association, the NFL, set a deadline for Thursday. So tomorrow Ooh. for Ooh. to be able to opt out. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I think after that, there'll probably be more penalties and you won't get the pay, right? Correct the mundo. Uh-oh. Do you smell that, Larry? I don't. What? Do what? you smell? Uh, do you smell that? If you smell what the rock is cooking. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson has purchased the XFL <laughs> in partnership with Redbird Capital. So the XFL <sighs> has gone a couple times. Did you ever see an XFL game in the early stages? I think like late 90s. Um, he hate me. Yes, I he did. hate me. The most yes. famous. That was yes. so good. I love the XFL. They had the. They're the credited for getting that sky in the eye camera, but they they started earlier this year. It didn't work out. Um, Vince McMahon and his team put about a hundred million into it, and Dwayne and his partners bought the XFL for fifteen million dollars. You know what I like about this story? This is my favorite part about the story. Um. The Rock is thinking, like, should I buy the XFL or not? And then these people are like, well, it's going to cost you $15 million. And he's like, okay, someone go, let's go make another Fast and the Furious movie so I can pay for it. And then he doesn't. <laughs> so, yeah, my obsession with money, he paid $7.5 million, so he split it 50-50 with Redbird Capital. And these people own the Yes Network, which has the Yankees. Oh, they do on-location okay. experiences with the NFL. So, like, they're familiar with sports. Dwayne makes about $21 million per oh, movie. Excuse me. But that's a lot of work. He also is the highest paid Instagram influencer, making what? about a million dollars a post. You serious? So he has 187 million followers. So okay, wait I a minute. post at least once a day. So he just needs to post seven days in a row, and he's, he's already paid for it. So he literally could post seven pictures, and he's going to buy the whole football league. Yeah, who knows if it's worth anything, but he bought it. I think this is great. I'm very excited. Um, I, I'm about ready to start the Fast and the Furious franchise with my kids, so this is very big news for us. Oh, from Rock. number one? Yeah, from number one on. Wow. And yes, Andrew, I can smell what you're cooking. I yes. can smell what you're cooking. And um, Vin Diesel is cooking some barbecue in the backyard. Family some- is everything. I could. I have not started the Fast and the Furious movies. I can't understand what's going on, except that they drove their car onto a submarine at one point, which I was like, how in the world? What in the what? Yeah. I don't know about Tokyo Drift. I mean, you have to watch it, but. I understand the Tokyo Drift. They're drifting. I get that. But jumping a car onto a submarine, I can't get that. Okay. Well, be careful not to get lost in Paul Walker's deep blue eyes. Oh, I definitely will get lost. The virtual Paul Walker or the real Paul Walker? The virtual one, of course. Okay. Uh, I have a new segment before we get to our last segment, which is, do we care? This is the new segment on the show. Do we care? <laughs> do we care, Andrew? Do we care about the, who the new uh, announcers are for Monday Night Football? Do we care? My heart says no, but the improviser in me says yes. Okay. Yes, and we do care. So my kids cared because last season there was a guy named Booger who was the announcer on Monday Night Football. Oh, I just love that. Yeah. Booger McFarland. Like, there's a guy named Booger on TV. Yeah. They just they couldn't get enough of that. Booger's out. He got fired. The new um, hosts of Monday Night Football are Steve Levy, who's the play-by-play guy, Brian Greasy, and Lewis Riddick. Those are the Monday Night Football guys. Do we do care? We, do we care? I, I mean, do you, I, eh, 
I think it's hard being an announcer because you can ruin a broadcast, but like, even if you're top notch, like it's neutral, you know, famously, I talked about John Buck on this show a while ago, (laughs) not to be confused with Joe Buck. Everyone, everyone has strong feelings about him. Um, I did hear you say John Buck and I didn't correct you. I just let it go. I love that you somehow someone told you you called him John Buck. That's so great. If only we knew someone who knew a famous TV broadcaster used to play quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. If only we knew someone who was at Tony Romo's wedding who could help Uh us figure out if broadcasters are a big – if only we knew someone. I wasn't sure if you were talking about Roger Staubach or Troy Aikman. (laughs) We don't know anybody that was at Roger Staubach's wedding, but we do know somebody that was at maybe somebody else. He brought a great date to that wedding. Oh, boy. Well, I think that about wraps it up, unless you think. What? Possibly. Oh, if we have time. Oh, that's so great. This segment of If You Have Time is brought to you by Got Milk. (laughs) Got Milk ad campaign, which was created by advertising agency Goodby Silverstein Partners, ran from 1993 to 2014. So I don't know if you saw this, but swimmer, Katie Ledecky swam the length of a pool balancing a cup of chocolate milk on her head. Andrew, there is not a lot I know in life, but when I said, do we have time? I knew we were going to have time because I knew you were going to love this story. I love this story. I, I was more interested in the mechanics of it, right? So they had this campaign that we ran. Everyone knows the milk mustache helped increase sales of milk, which I looked into it and that campaign, they can only really attribute to an increase in milk purchases in the state of California. No one else really got it. What? But they're relaunching the campaign starting on Monday, and it's a social media blitz with TikTok and different posts like this, and Katie Ledecky is, is the first one coming out. And she actually, how far did she go with milk, milk on her head? One length, which is, I think, 50 meters. Oh, I see. Oh, she did the snorkel. She's swimming with a snorkel. Yes, she had a snorkel, which I guess is people use for training a lot of time to work on your stroke. I'm I'm less concerned with her doing that on her head and more concerned with the, the advertising aspects of this. I think it's fascinating. Coronavirus I mean, has helped milk. For the 20-week period that ended July 18th, sales of cow's milk have totaled $4.5 billion, which is an 11.7 increase from last year. Can you help me understand, like, people think, like, this is going to help you fight the coronavirus or people just stuck at home and drinking more milk? I think people are stuck at home drinking more milk. Okay. I don't – I saw this video. I don't drink chocolate milk. And so she did it with chocolate milk, and she took a sip when she got to the other end. I think it's amazing she did this. It made me think of, like, a family picnic or a, a company picnic where you have a three-legged race or whatever, and maybe they're going to try this now. I think 99.9% of people cannot balance a cup of milk on their head while they swim. I know oh. for sure I couldn't. Oh, are you kidding? When I saw this, I was like, there is no way I could do that. I'm dog pedaling like a madman. Um, I don't drink a lot of chocolate milk either, but I swear to you, if I tell my kids like, okay, if you want your chocolate milk after breakfast, you better eat that bowl of berries. They go crazy. They love their chocolate milk. They love their chocolate milk. Well, if they just, if they were like me, they could have cocoa pebbles for breakfast and just, they have chocolate milk built in. It's so stupid. I see it all the time. They eat their cereal, and there's, like, this great milk, and they're like, no, I don't want it. I'm like, what? That's, like, chocolate? Yes. I get it. There's an amazing dessert company that 
this woman came up with the idea that she would get like I know where you're pebbles going. Milk. Yeah, she would get fruity pebbles milk and then make baked goods with that. And so the cereals infused. Oh, milk bar. Who's been there? Raise your hand. Milk That's bar. Yes, I've been yes. there. This has been Sports Best presented by Reposted on the Believe Podcast Network, where we believe in the best of sports. That's why each and every week we cut out the worst and only bring you the best. I'm Andrew Keller for Larry Olson. Saying thanks for stopping by. 